0: You are listening to Mantra and Magic,
1: the podcast where Eastern philosophy meets Western magical practice. Each
0: week, we will introduce you to concepts, people, and tools that we hope will bring you into closer alignment with your true nature and your divine self.
1: We are your hosts, Amy Solara and Jeremy Renta. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again for mantra and magic. Today we have one of my favorite healers, Marco Molbach, also known as Ricky Marco. Uh, Right now he is on the island of where in Hawaii? I'm on the north shore of Maui and it is storming. There's spirit talking to us. Um, You are you are a, I mean, I've had an experience or two with you. Uh, we were Sacred Sons brothers together. I met you in Southern California. Uh, and how exactly did you get started with your your path as a healer?
2: Well, like a lot of people who end up becoming healers and holding space, I'm gonna bring this up here a little bit. Um, you know, I really needed healing. I was just doing what everybody else was doing in high school, graduated class of 2011. And then went off to college, Humboldt State University. I was there to study creative writing. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but that was kind of my first exiting of my familial bubble. And so I'm out, you know, 13 hour drive away from my home for the first time with new friends, no family, and really no spirituality. I was raised Roman Catholic, and that really did not resonate with me. And so I was very like disconnected from um, from, from God and from source. And so kind of like slipped into a bit of a depression, which was exacerbated by zeitgeist and all the YouTube conspiracy stuff that was going on. So my whole life just started degenerating, I stopped eating, Um, didn't really know how to like, actually take care of myself. And so on a physical, mental, emotional and spiritual level, and so everything just kind of started going downhill. And um, I just started losing hope. And so I remember it was a mushroom journey that kind of triggered me into this is where you're at you're depressed you're anxious there's your body is not healthy and um, or degrading rather and something needs to shift otherwise you are either going to die here or what's going to be worse is you're going to die here and you're still going to be alive for the next 70 years and you're going to wait till you're 80 or 90 and be buried and all your dreams and goals and the creative parts of you are just going to not, not come alive. And so technically dead on the
1: inside. Yeah,
2: dead, dead on the inside. Exactly. And, um, just waiting till, you know, age, old age to be buried. So I didn't want that. And so I called my mom and was just like, Hey, I need to get out of here and God bless my mom and my dad. They drove up a week later, picked me up, brought me back down. Then it was like two or three weeks. My mom was noticing what's going on and she brought me to my Reiki master, Marissa Morris. And so I was just like, I don't know what any of this is. Is this more mushrooms? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) So I was like, but, but I was willing, I was open. I was just wanting to try something um, different. And so I went and got a session from her and it was, it just totally blew me away. She's a physical medium as well as a, a Reiki master and a teacher. And so she was channeling things in addition to holding space for me and and, and allowing me to breathe for the first time in my life is what it felt like. I was able to acknowledge a lot of like, okay, I've been sad and hateful and hopeless and just feeling terrible for the last couple months. And this is something new. This is something really exciting and cool. And also like, I want to be a wizard. So... (laughs) This seems like the, the dopest path, like Wizard or Jedi. I'm like, I could do both of
1: these. This is great. Um, and so I just the, I just. The technology to- will catch up with the lightsabers and all. So. Exactly. I was going to say, like, <laughs> he just fits in, in
0: our house, right? You're just yeah. choosing. Is it going to be a wooden wand or this thing with a kyber crystal inside of it? Either way, you're channeling light.
2: you got to train with the wooden one, which is funny, too, because yeah. um, uh, another big piece of my life is my martial arts, which is Filipino stick fighting and um, so I've been training with with weapons and blades that's like my lightsaber training and then the whole force training kind of came through uh, with the Reiki I I got it from the table and I was like I need to learn how to do this and the whole the way the Reiki works really is like you fill yourself up you learn how to fill yourself up with uh, with Reiki with this universal life force and then that overflow becomes healing to others and so I just went through the process of like learning what are the hand placements, who is the lineage, who do I, you know, who am I connecting to, whose momentum and energy am I tapping into when I work in these spaces. And, uh, yeah, that was in 2012 when I first received Reiki and um, got my first attunement. And then three years later, became a master teacher and have just kind of been exploring the nuances of, you know, uh, uh, a tradition – that was like 1800 1900s in the making now what does that look like in 2020 especially now that we're in a virtual world but definitely a lot more like zoom calls and distance healings and um, also finding the channels in terms of music and uh mostly music and how to how to actually bring that reiki vibration through the the production that i'm doing right. as well so yeah right. there's well, a lot I- of things a lot I of was just gonna say, like
1: this. I didn't, I didn't mention earlier, and this is gonna happen where we talk over each other. Just yeah. <laughs> part, part of the experience of Zoom, right? Um, yeah. You, you did give me my Ricky two attunement, and the the experience that I had in the cave, in the wizard's cave, uh, was unlike anything that I had experienced before. And I had had my Ricky one attunement by two other masters, so. Um, Can you speak to the experiences of working with different teachers and working with the different lineages and and how that that feels and if you can tell the difference between the two or if it all just kind of becomes one big bowl of soup after a while?
2: (laughs) <laughs> definitely becomes a big bowl of soup with anything. <laughs> um, but I think, that, I think that's, the, that's what life wants. Life wants diversity. Life wants to be unrecognizable to itself so that it can really expand and grow. And so in terms of lineages and working with other people, the, the OG, to me at least, is Usui. Usui Reiki Roho. Um, and that originates um, from Japan and was brought here to the island of Hawaii. It was actually a big island that um one of the the first woman and the first foreigner was attuned by one of usui uh one of usui sensei usui's uh apprentices dr chihiro he attuned this woman out of sensei usui's the original guy he was like he had formed his his group the gakai and they just kind of they became what do you call it standardized you know they became kind of like academic in a way and it kind of stifled the growth of Reiki. And so he attuned a naval officer who was like, he was just like, do it, do it different. And so we went from, you know, sitting up to lying down. We went from working on the spine to actually working on the organs. We went from, you know, one practitioner at a time to multiple practitioners. So it, it, it evolved and it grew. Um, and then he taught a woman and a foreigner and she brought that art to Hawaii in the seventies. And that's why most of us know about it in the West. So my lineage comes through, you know, Hawaii, Takata, Hawaii in the seventies, and then back to Japan. Um, and that's where like in Hawaii, it's funny, like the, um, I don't want to say the colonizer mentality, but it's like a lot of people kind of saw Reiki and were like, oh, holy fire, you know, all these other different, um, lineages started, started brewing, uh, popping up. And they're ultimately extensions of the same root or the same trunk of the tree that is the roots of Reiki, which we all have access to. And with each person bringing through their own flavor of Reiki, it's kind of it was kind of like Usui's dying wish that Reiki wouldn't become so uh, standardized that it actually becomes an empty ritual of like, oh, these are the hand placements and there's no actual connection between the person in the moment holding the space and and uh, and, and the magic that is going to happen. And so in terms of working with different teachers in different lineages, it's kind of similar of like if you work with one healer who's a masseuse and you work with another healer who's also a masseuse, they're going to give you different kind of massages not based off their lineage but based off of the way that they've internalized and embodied the lineage. And so it's really, to me, it becomes a soup because the Reiki and the whole attunement process, um, you know, it's not like you're given – Uh, necessarily permission but in a way it is it's an oral tradition so when i spoke the words to you and that like permeated into your consciousness it was about it wasn't necessarily about the words but it was about me and my vibration and those words because you can your memory they're in your memory banks they're in your cells and so whenever now you tap in to work with other people it's, you're tapping into me, you're tapping into Marissa, you're tapping into Sensei Takata, and then all the way up to Asui. And for me, it's like a it's like a momentum. All the work that they did um, in the same way that like all the work my parents did and my grandparents did, it all accumulates in my own genetic code. And then, of course, my life experience during my life, it's going to activate certain things, turn off other genes. And so, yeah. And that was a long way of saying, yeah, it all becomes soup eventually. But that's the goal. <laughs> the goal is to taste often and be like, how you know, how's this soup? And the metrics are going to change. It might be like, how efficient is this soup, or how um, how deeply does this soup activate me personally, or how deeply does this soup activate others personally? So there's constantly a a shifting perspective and a shifting lens, at least for me, um, in terms of how I'm developing the art and the practice and what parameters I'm looking to um, grow Reiki. But it's very much like a plant. Like I planted a seed and now it's your responsibility to water the seed, make sure it doesn't get too much water, make sure it gets enough sun, make sure it doesn't get too much sun and all the little the little things ultimately to cultivate whatever kind of fruit that you want to be eating for yourself and then sharing and then offering seeds to other people. I right.
0: love how you phrase that because I was, ju- I was thinking like, I really want to ask him, about this transmission into the next person, because I feel like a lot of people that I have met in various spiritual communities are like, oh yeah, I get Reiki every Saturday. And they like talk about like their Reiki master, but they're not doing it. They just go and they're like, I'm going to receive, which there's nothing wrong with receiving. I think we all actually need to work on receiving. Most people in Western world don't know how, but where does the responsibility start to shift of, you're facilitating the healing versus you like doing the energy shifting, um, versus them learning, Oh, that's what they were tapping into. Now. I, I water the seed that he planted.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great question. And it's, it's super different for everybody. You know, yeah. I received my first session then I was immediately, I had the awareness, I need to be doing this for myself. Um, certain people need their, they need their hands held a little bit longer or yeah. i shouldn't say need they desire to be held a little bit longer um and that could come from you know a variety of different sources um trauma life experience and it could also, it could also just be like time but really what it comes down to is how valuable the person um sees the connection so if like i have a i have a high sense of value like wow this just pulled me out of a total vortex <laughs> boom i'm leaning in versus somebody who's like I was kind of stressed out and this kind of helped me feel a little bit better and so i'm just going to go every saturday to get a tune-up and that's yeah. great and actually the way that um the Gakkai the original reiki that uh that usui and there were actually other lineages of reiki that were going on in japan around in like the 1920s and 30s um but they were keeping it all like really closed up they were only sharing with their family usui was different he was like anyone wants to come to this temple and receive healing we're going to do that and so people would come and if you came enough eventually you would be full of reiki we as the masters would see that and then kind of invite you in and be like let's let's take you a little bit deeper and so it was kind of more of a spiritual economic thing and in the west it became you know pay you know a couple hundred dollars hawaii takata would charge ten thousand dollars to attune someone to a master What? <laughs> yeah, which is which is like it's I
0: need awesome. to up my rates.
1: <laughs> Seriously, know, that was in the nineteen what? Nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, seventies, bro, uh, seventies. Yeah. But, but it was
2: it was it was it was genius because it was like, what is going to get these Westerners to realize how valuable yeah. this this practice is? And for the Westerners, it was like, oh, if it's ten thousand dollars to get a
1: certification for, there's something, there's something there. Yeah, there's
2: something there. So, so it became, it's it's changed a lot. And what I like to do is kind of um, oscillate back and forth between, um, you know, bringing in Ed, the essence of usui, bringing in Hawaii takata, but then also relying on my own ability to discern, uh, like, okay, this person is ready for reiki one, or they still they still um, are uh, they are requiring some support. They're not necessarily ready to drop in because where I'm at with offering people attunements is like, if I'm going to offer you attunement, if I'm going to plant a seed the way that I am, I'm not necessarily in terms of like Reiki two and Reiki master of like giving people permission to work with others and then, you know, carry the title of master and teacher. I'm really picky. I'm just super picky. Like people will hit me up all the time and be like, Hey, I'm ready for my master attunement. And I'm like, Okay, let's drop in. Let's drop in and see what's up. And immediately, and, and no, no fault to them, but it's like I've, I discover very quickly. It's like, oh, you want to heal the world, and you haven't really done that much work on yourself. You got to be attuned like a couple months ago. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to burden people with that type of spiritual responsibility because they may not be ready for it. You know, and like in the gym, you don't want to put three hundred pounds on a squat rack for someone who's only been squatting for you know, a couple months. And so, and even with Reiki one in terms of like, sometimes it's really good for someone to come and come into contact to what it feels like to be filled up, to build a relationship with a teacher. And so that's another thing in terms of like comfortability with a teacher. There's so many different teachers out there. I mean, you can go pay, you know, $150 online and get a Reiki master class and become a Reiki master teacher for like, you know, two to $300 in a weekend. And to me, I'm like, cool. I don't want to delude that but it's just like, if that person and me are in the same room, you're gonna feel a difference.
1: Right, it's like a a blue belt who's been, you know, practicing for two years or three years, as opposed to, hey, what's up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can put you in a triangle if you hold still and you don't get mount first.
1: (laughs) Well, I think you're, you're speaking to the importance of like, of lineage and you're also speaking to the importance of a healthy ego because you've got to have an ego intact like to have those aspirations of wanting to be a healer and to heal the world yeah that's awesome totally but like you said if you haven't done the work already beforehand or you're not actively doing the work then you're going to get your face blasted off you know you kind of
0: that's like i feel like so many people are like i want to be a healer and i'm like great heal yourself heal your freaking self first because that takes a lifetime And if you kind of like, like you spoke to that Marco at the very beginning, you're like, I was in this complete lowest of the low, you have this amazing hero's journey story of how you became this mythic master, but not everybody has that. And that's okay. Not everybody needs to have that. But this is the traditional shamanic initiation path. It's the traditional witch initiation path of Mm -hmm. you have this bottom. And you're like, either I can stay here and die, or I can transmute it. And what's gonna happen and what's the tool and for you you found Reiki and how beautiful mm. that it opened that doorway, but is because you're willing to accept, like you said, the responsibility of that much energy moving through you all the time.
1: Yeah. Do yeah, you feel like
0: it... that affects your everyday life too? Because you are constantly in touch with things that are beyond what most humans are dealing with?
2: Yeah, totally. Like it's <laughs> Reiki master is not you become master of Reiki, it becomes Reiki is now the master. So if Reiki tells mm-hmm. me to do something, I'm doing it. And again, some people are not ready for that kind of devotional practice yet. Um, it's like Reiki two is good for you. You don't need to, you don't need to step into the, the master teacher role. That's for people who are really ready to surrender their lives to Reiki. And the reason I'm prepared to surrender my life to Reiki is because I've personally experienced so much healing from it, directly from it. And like in little, um, the mutations of Reiki, in terms of like music and whatnot. And I'm like, this has been there the entire time. This is, this is my God. And the way that I worship is to take care of the God within me, take care of that essence within me. And the way I, I get to enjoy it is by sharing with others. And then through that, it's, it's just like this, I'm constantly giving life and constantly receiving life so many ways. I get gifts and stuff all the time. I just got gifted a pair of nunchucks. It's like <laughs> I was just talking with my friend a week ago about she had fire nunchucks. I was like, "Oh, I'd love to have a pair to practice with." And like,
1: now they're here, so it's great. Wizard ninja.
0: All the synchronicities.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: I I love that you brought up. Not, oh, Jerry, were you going to say a question? No, go
1: ahead. I mean, we've got plenty of time.
0: We do. We're doing yeah. good. Um, that mentality of accepting the violent things too. Uh, is we were talking about before the call, and I, I really would love for you to go into that as somebody whose life is in devotion to helping people become whole again, mm-hmm. right? What is it like to also engage with the other side of it and really step into that nature that is human and violent?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that there's a lot of resistance to, I think, in society because it's very polarized, like war, civilization. And the reality is humans are at both ends of the spectrum. And so we have to, if we're talking about holistic healing, we have to acknowledge that violence is a part of our life. Violence is a part of our communication. And if we're not in touch with that on a regular basis, like we would be with spirituality or our bodies or our emotions or our mind, when we do come into contact with it, cause life is gonna storm and, um, we want to be prepared for that. And so, like for instance, I don't really trust anyone unless I've seen them get punched in the face and see how that they react. There's deeper layers of trust. And all my bros have punched me in the face and I've punched them all in the face. And it's like, they can stay calm. And so, in terms of uh, violence as one of these tools for healing, I was raised uh, in martial arts pretty much my entire life. Got into, uh, it's called derobio Escrima, probably when I was like, I wanna say like 11 or 12. Like 2002, I don't even know how old I am anymore. Actually, I'm going to be 28 tomorrow. But um, when I was younger, I was I was introduced to martial arts, which was so powerful because I would get kicked in the head. I would get frustrated. I would learn how to deal with these things. You know, I would be in fights that wouldn't get broken up. So I was trained in a lineage called Derobyo Escrima, which it was a um, it was born out of necessity for the Filipino farmers and uh, native peoples to defend themselves from Spanish conquistadors. And that was also brought to Hawaii. I learned from a man who is a direct descendant, uh, Faustino, or not general Faustino, but a great grandmaster, brother, Tomado Padoy. So I was a student of his, and he taught me so many things through violence. He's knocked me out. He's cut me. He's done so many things to me. And through that, it's, it's, it's allowed me to develop a, a relationship with violence that is not a switch like most people have, it's a dial. So I can dial up the intensity in terms of violence. I can also dial it down. What a lot of people are experiencing in the world today is this kind of like, you triggered me. People like either they're afraid of going red or they're afraid of you know hurting someone else they love. And so they don't ever, people don't even touch anger and violence. And the problem with that, is it coming off again? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah, so people don't touch anger and violence. And the issue with not touching anger and violence is that when anger and violence touches you, the, the switch gets turned on. Someone around you might get hurt.
0: If most of us don't ever get contacted by it, like you said, where they're like yeah. in this space of... Um, constantly going through life of I'm a pacifist. I like I only want to like be gentle. We're not allowed to even clap too loud because that's too violent. <laughs> like just like very quiet. I'm thinking of like the movie Wanderlust where they only snap. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> right? They're like, this yeah. is too much. <laughs> um and they actually do get hit. Like they either go into fight or flight or freeze. And right. if you go into freeze you could die. And yeah. Like I realized that about myself when um, like you met me when I first had my baby and I was like, am I going to be the mom who freezes if something like traumatic is happening? Like whether a child Mm -hmm. is falling in pool, going into the street car coming or another person coming and threatening because like sadly in the world right now, as women stand it's it's always going to be there's like this constant state of vigilance around I have to look in the backseat of my car before I get my car I have to walk right. the door the second I get inside fully like just all of it right. is in my awareness right now and I was like okay I have to do something to step towards this and I have yes. to acknowledge that yes. if I don't turn into mama bear my child's in danger and I was yeah. like oh and it lit up this whole other side of my life and mm-hmm. I think people need to hear that and acknowledge that because so many people are like, oh no, I don't like wrestling. I could never hit anybody. Uh-uh. And it's just like, it, it's because it's inside of us and we're scared of that side of yep. ourselves. Do you encounter yeah. that when you're doing attunements and things with people where you're like, hey, you've blocked out this whole side of your existence?
2: Pretty much everyone has in some in some form um, in terms of encountering it in society, it's, I think it manifests as like these, what we were talking about earlier, people who like want to heal the world, but they're not necessarily in touch with the world that's inside them, including those more primal violent pieces. And it's not, it's not even just about violence, but it's, it's really just about the primal parts of a human being, which we've eliminated so many of the the dangers in the world, at least from our our perspective but the dangers are still there like you're like you're saying women now have to look around they you know they not that they can't walk around at night but it's like dangerous for them to walk around at night it's like when there was when we were living in the jungle and living in tribes yeah it was dangerous but we didn't not walk around we just were prepared and so it's 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 preparation rather than like safe like trying to keep things protected it's about knowing that you're safe so i know that i'm safe not because there's not anything around me that's going to hurt me, but because I'm vigilant, like I'm 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 aware, I'm prepared, and I'm always uh, in tune with my surroundings. And this is where a lot of the embodiment work comes in, with sacred sons, with um, my Reiki practice, and uh, and everything that I do. It's really all about being in your body because your body is designed to to take in information. But a lot of people, again, they have these these, these, uh, these blocks, because they live in houses, or because they never get punched in the face, or because they are not in contact with those pieces of themselves that are more primal. And again, it's like, it's, it's just the more disembodied we are as humans, the easier it is for an outside force to control us. And then, like, we're keeping you safe by keeping you weak.
0: Oh, (laughs) I'm so glad you uh, said that. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> That's like been the past year. I'm like, stop choosing comfort over safety. Yeah. Because I think that's just this illusion of, I am safer if I do this because I don't trust my own self. I don't know my own self. And therefore, mm. I have to listen to what's happening out here in order to assess what's happening right. in here.
2: Right. Because that's, 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 in a way, it's like a, a fear of response. In terms of like i'm looking at the outside world and i'm making decisions solely based off the outside world like oh tiger's coming my inside world is going to be like defend yourself the outside world is like get eaten but then that's that's where the two like get to meet each other and it's important that there's conflict it's important that that's meeting because again life does that all the time without the tides changing without the violence in this world without the moon circling around and like wishing washing the ocean We wouldn't have reefs. We wouldn't have life. Without conflict, we don't have life. Life needs to, there has to be a predator-prey balance. And as human beings, we have this beautiful opportunity of being able to be human and being a part of that conflict. But then also kind of the higher level, the the Godhead wisdom, what Reiki, the re part of Reiki means universal wisdom, Godhead wisdom, is the ability to acknowledge that and not confine something to that. Because the human experience is very like, I'm in here. It's visceral. This is it. Godhead thing can see like, oh, this is training me and preparing me for something. And also being able to look back and acknowledge the lineage, all the, the conflict and the trials and the mutations that occurred and the things that had to be navigated and the plans that were perfect. But there was an iceberg in the way and we had to navigate that. So it's, it's a testament to how adaptable uh, humanity is.
1: Right. We've been through some shit. <laughs> we're going through yeah, shit right now. For you know? real. <laughs> but luckily, we have Zoom. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, we have Zoom. <laughs> exactly. Until um, we've
0: figured out all the psychic stuff. Where we
1: don't well, I to mean, speak. we're, I think we're kind of on our path for that, too. And I think that's one of the reasons we are having the distance uh, standards that we have now. You don't want to have people, not only do you not want to have people in groups, you don't want to have people close enough to each other that you can feel what's going on. You know, like right. I, um a lot really with my partner, Lindsay now, but also with, um, when, with my ex who is also a Reiki practitioner, um, be like putting my head to her head, like the whole honey thing, the, the Hawaiian greeting of putting your head against your head. Like you can feel the signal strengthen when you're next to someone else. You know, when you're actually, when you're, when you're increasing the, uh, the, the pole, what the energy can come through, then the amount of energy that can move through you is really it's really palpable it's really tangible um kind of shifting um we were talking about earlier about uh you know you, you you see somebody who may be ready for their reiki one the reiki two attunement uh, it's kind of spirit wait, wait, i think wait, probably wait. kind of
0: before you yeah. go into that
1: yeah, yeah.
0: how does i spirit even know sorry a hog just flew by ready to um step towards reiki one like, does the teacher tell them, like, what you described earlier, where, like, the, the masters look and they're like, hey, that person's really full of Reiki. I think we need to invite them closer. Or is it more that the initiates, like, I want to heal the world. And you're like, okay, you can have one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I always – obviously, I always start people at one. That's why it's first. Um, but I would say it's a combination of both. Like, I've had people where I've told them I've been working with them for a while, and I'm I'm kind of pushing them, like, hey, I think you're ready for Reiki one. You seem to – benefit from this enough and willing enough to water the seed that I'm willing to plant with you. Um, but I've also had people just come up and be like, I'm ready. I've been, I've been, you know, learning about Reiki and it's, it's a very wholesome, you know, I don't, I don't know how to get started, but I, I want, I want to get started. Like I just attuned um, this trio over zoom, which was my first time. And again, it was like a lot of hand holding there. Um, but it, it came the time when I was like you're ready to hold your own hand and she was very timid about it and like I gave her a little bit of push um, the other woman the other two girls or one of the other two girls reached out to me and was like hey I'm ready for an attunement I really respect you as a teacher I like your style let's do this also I have a friend who wants to do this I'm like great let's let's do it and so it's really it's again it's like a, it's, a, it's about the relationship between um, who's receiving the attunement and who's offering the attunement um similar like with jeremy here it was like oh yeah i i definitely know that you're you're ready for this and the power is not necessarily in like and i mean it is in in, in the in the actual attunement but in the relationship in the relating is is really where the power is um because I'll, I'll hit up my master sometimes and be like hey can you help me out i'm feeling kind of like confused or wishy-washy and then i'll just meditate and she'll do something and i'll be like oh great clarity just just drops in so it's like it's like having a team is super important and when you are like for anyone out there that wants to be attuned if you resonate with me i'm probably someone great to to offer you that if you resonate with someone else that person is probably really great to offer you um that type of service so uh yeah it's about collectively tuning in master and student collectively tuning into what is the truth here are you someone who um again wants to be held a little bit longer, or are you ready to hold yourself? Because that's ultimately the commitment that you have to make. You have to take responsibility for your life, exactly where you're at. I put myself in college. I gave. I put myself in that depressed state, and it wasn't even just the college experience. It was everything that happened beforehand, and things become uncovered as time goes on. But my belief is that um, life is not going to give me anything that I can't handle. It might break me, and it might demand everything that I have, but everything that I have will always be enough. Otherwise it wouldn't be, wouldn't be given to me. Right. It's that that old, like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think for, I I think that is true. Like having a, having a group is something that we're, we're lacking in our society in general. So really having a support group is incredibly important for that type of lineage that Reiki is. and there's also something for me, like I've had many different teachers, and I have found energy healing in many different forms, right? So yeah. like, I've been if my polarity practitioner, you know, I'm a cranial sacral practitioner, I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, with Karuna Reiki, it's a lot of uh, Buddhist symbols and a lot of Sanskrit symbols. Uh-huh. Um, what I mean what do you see as the importance of the symbols in Reiki? Like, is it, that's kind of just a way for us to visualize it and for the energy to kind of, for us to like take it in? Or do you mm-hmm. think that there's actually like real importance in the way that they're drawn, the specificity of it all? Oh, it's, it goes so deep. Um, on,
2: on, on like the surface level, it's the finger pointing at the moon, not the moon. Um, right. they're, they're archetypes for us to connect with, but the ultimate goal of an archetype is to be completely dissolved through embodiment. And so... I still use some of the symbols. Um, I know quite a few of them, but ultimately, it's about an energy that's kind of beyond container. So we use the symbols to like take this massive thing that is Reiki, universal life force, wisdom, all that, and we put it in here. Of like, just put your hands on someone, just (laughs) just turn turn Reiki on, Tukuray. Just turn Reiki on, you know. So I'm gonna
0: laugh because that's the like literally the only one I know. The first thing that I ever looked up in terms of healing myself was Reiki, weirdly. Yeah. Like years and years ago, like 2013, 2014. And mm-hmm. I was like, my throat kind of hurts and I want to fix it now. So yeah. I was like trying to just do Reiki <laughs> on my throat. And they're like the safest one and the only one that like we're gonna recommend for everyone from my internet search was yeah. ray. And I was like, that looks like a musical note. I like that one. And I just kept doing it. And then I started doing it on everything. Yeah. And now that's what my kids do to bless their food. Like so you know, good. chokure, chokure, chokure. And then they do it really fast because they want to like get through it so they can start eating. Chokure, <laughs> chokure,
2: So eventually they'll realize that they can just, they can just visualize the symbol in their head yeah. and connect to the same energy.
0: Yeah. So, and then it,
2: then it becomes more efficient. And also there's the danger of it, like becoming an empty ritual
0: yeah. in the sense that
2: you draw the symbol, but you're not actually allowing yourself to connect with, through with it. connectors, not allowing yourself to connect. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a super safe symbol to use because reiki is not going to do any harm to anyone. It's, it's not. It's this is life. Like you can't. And with reiki in general, like in terms of me holding space for someone, I'm not going in here and being like, "Oh, your heart chakra is all messed up. Let me go in here and and twist it and direct it." I'm more like, "Oh, this heart chakra is is a little bit out of alignment."
0: Just witnessing.
2: That's it. Mm -hmm. It it, it doesn't it's I mean, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Because out of that silence, then emerges acceptance then emerges forgiveness, all the things that we're like looking to get out of something, it all emerges out of the witnessing and and being present with someone, not necessarily coming in. And I'm actually kind of like, very wary of people who actually do energy work in a way that they're like going in and manipulating energy. It's like a chiropractor. You don't want anyone to just crack your neck. Like these people really need to know what they're doing and they need to know how to get in clean and get out clean, which again, if you've only been practicing it for, you know, a couple years, it's, it's kind of dangerous. And so that's why we do in Reiki, we like practice on yourself so you can discern what is me trying to manipulate myself into what I perceive to be, The healed state versus what is me being with myself as i am which is actually that's actually what's allowing me to move more towards my whole my whole self and my higher self rather than like oh i think this is the path i'm gonna go this way it's actually listening to the wind and being like oh the wind is blowing me this way okay
1: this is right plus forcing anything is never a good idea it's like if you're if you're channeling too much energy through a meridian then there's no telling what you could do to somebody else. And yeah, that's gonna come back karmically on you, right? You know, so totally. it's just like yeah. And loosening a little bit up so that the dam can, you know, so that the water can start flowing is is gonna be a healthy way for people to process as well. Because like so yes. much of the stuff that we're we're facilitating in session is uh is emotions that have been stuck for a reason. Somebody's holding on to it. <clears throat> it may be that their energetic body is holding on to it, or it may be that the the lesson hasn't been, you know, it hasn't processed properly because there's, they have to get to a certain point when it can process. And it's not up to us to really make that decision, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like letting, letting Reiki discern for me has been such a powerful tool. And that's why, again, the, the silence and the acknowledgement of like, oh, biosen oh, block here. Mm-hmm. And just being, just being with that is important. Cause yeah, exactly. Like you said, some people are not ready to process stuff. It will, it will totally shatter them and break them and Reiki is a very graceful gentle like merciful force and so you know again and that's where someone you know to answer your question in terms of like when does someone go from receiving Reiki to actually start doing it for themselves when they're ready to actually take ownership for what they're holding on to and that again doesn't look like they have to be really strong they have to be willing and will is you know sometimes it takes a little bit longer to to summon that will of like okay i'm ready to take responsibility for this terrible relationship that i was in or this you know whatever whatever it is yeah. whatever it is I mean, that's magic that happened to me. But
0: like you said you're a wizard you're yeah. ready like i think anybody who's who's in a space where they say okay i have free will and choice therefore i have chosen everything yeah. that's happened to me yes and I'm going to choose everything that will happen to me, so I might as well do it consciously from here on out.
2: Exactly, and we do our best because even now I'm in that state. I've chosen everything that's happening to me, and you know, a year or two from now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to know more. <laughs> I'm going to know. Yeah. I'm going to know. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, how? Why did I choose this? You know? Oh, okay, I see that now. And so it's it's just it's you never you never really arrive until until we're actually in that space together of full presence that's the only that's the only place that you can even arrive to you can't arrive to somewhere in the future we're here right now so if we arrived here that's when shadows and whispers from the future from the past can start to come through which happened a lot in reiki you know and happened also with another uh art that i practiced uh tarot mm-hmm. it's, just a, it's just a mirror you know but if you have a good reflection and a clear reflection you can say like oh i got some, got some dirt on my face but if you don't have the mirror and you're just like looking into the future, like I want to look like that, that's where people get into this place. Like I want J Lo's nose, you know, or whatever, and stuff like that. And it's like, your nose is beautiful. You just have to learn how to actually present that in a right way, which means you need a clear reflection. Which there's so much noise and so much rustling going on that it's so hard to get a clear reflection. That's why Reiki is so powerful and is getting more powerful because there's actually more noise. So when I drop someone into a session, we get quiet. That's when the emotions are allowed to, you know, the suppressed emotions are allowed to come up. That's when the uh, sometimes the body pains and the body aches, You're like, oh, man, my hips hurt. And I was like, yeah. How long have they been hurting? And they're like, now that I think about it, they've been hurting for the past three years. <laughs> like, what happened three years ago, you know? Yeah. yeah and then and what happened in your childhood to know. make that happen? Yeah, and some yeah. of us didn't even know. But again, we may not be ready to address that. And so that's the beauty about Reiki is Reiki knows. Reiki is intelligent. And so if we trust, we trust Reiki, we trust what is emerging, and we only provide enough structure to, to allow for like an authentic emergence to happen, it's all good. You just, just try like you can't plan for these things. You know, in ceremony, it's like you have intentions, right? Whether it's with plant medicine or intentions with, you know, going to jujitsu or a yoga class. And something else happens on top of your intentions, you know, and you're like, "How is this connected to my intentions? I didn't ask for this." It's like, actually, yes, you did. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> and also, you're going to have, you know, life's going to have the answer presented to you in whatever way it wants to present it to you. You know, right. it's like when it's I
2: like a violent punch in the face, and then you exactly, gotta-
1: yeah. When when I die, I want my my death certificate to say death by free will. You know, it's like you got here because of the choices that you took to get on the road. Like you got all, you got this huge map. You chose the path to get here. You know, yeah, it was a bunch of stuff that kind of added up to where you where you currently are. So, right, dude, I yeah. love that death, you know, <laughs> free will. That's brilliant.
2: <laughs> and it, and it is practice for death because when it's all said and done, I have to just I just have to accept it and let go. Mm-hmm. And some people, the only way they know how to let go of something is to destroy what they've made. Mm-hmm. or totally forget about it and abandon it or you know, for whatever, whatever uh, expression that is. And the more calmly and the more peacefully we can allow that to let go, to me, what happens when we return our body and our chi and our energy to the earth and our spirit and our whole astral cloud launches off, it's like I'm preparing my body to be a good platform for the rocket of my soul to get wherever it needs to get. I'm not even going there. Like I need to get back to Orion or... Um, (laughs) I I don't even go there. I'm like, I'm my responsibility (laughs) as Marco the human is to prepare the foundation. And in terms of body, like it's endless improvements that I can be making to this foundation. And then just trusting that, you know, this everyone wants like a nice spiritual rocket, but what the fuck are you launching it off of? (laughs) Like, you're launching it off sand, then it's like, what good is like a really powerful rocket if you don't have a launch pad? The Virgo
0: in me loves that so much. (laughs) Hey,
2: take care. (laughs) I got Virgo rising. Yes,
0: it's like I think that's something that energetically that that sign brings into the planet is if you don't take care of this like bag of bones, then what are you doing here?
2: Right. Like, why'd you choose to become a human being if you're not going to take care of the human being? And for some souls, it's like because you need to learn how to take care of a human, like a mortal thing. Right?
0: so They're they're so on the other side of it. They're like, what is this? I don't know how to walk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, and it's like those people have medicine too. You know, certain people like were not necessarily, their contract was not to come down here and like prepare a good landing pad. It was kind of like in a sacrificial way of like connect to high things like beyond people's comprehension. You know, there's plenty of people who came in ahead of their time that didn't necessarily get a chance to fully embody it. But maybe they gave people and sparked an interest in someone that they were able to do it. And so this is the beauty of like, I'm not here to complete my contract. I'm here to move it, move it along because ultimately we all share the same contract, which is to to thrive. Yeah.
1: Well, you're also rocking the, the, the polarity with that. If you've got uh, a Virgo rising and you're a Pisces, then you really are like, I mean, you're bringing it all right to, in the middle. What's and your moon? I'm a Libra moon. <laughs> <magic>. uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, so.
1: and I'm a I'm a reflector in human
2: design as well. So, <laughs> so no yeah.
0: wonder you sit there like making the image clear for everybody because you yeah. literally are. You're like, hi, look at yourself. Yeah. And what I I feel like everything now in the past ten years has been just constantly coming back to the phrase, know thyself, like the Oracle at Delphi of yep. Northeast out like, it's just every single thing is just a tool to look yep. inside. Because that's all the divine actually wants is like, who am I? Um, right. And we all get to express that. And I've never heard Reiki described as a system that just holds that mirror before. Yeah. And it's always described to me as very like active and moving, like moving the energy, rather right. than just being fully
2: yeah 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 because reiki like energy the energy is moving already and it's not that we need to move more energy we just need to acknowledge and discover what energy is moving how it's moving like we get we we ought to be more curious about it than we are it's you know kind of like in sex it's like you're not looking to get to the end of it you're looking to actually be present throughout all the moments but again you're doing it
1: right not
2: if you're doing it right yeah exactly but But we're into this like convenience is king, you know, in a a world of like commodities and consumerism and all that. And so the challenge, again, for us is not to be like, oh, this sucks. There's so much stuff going on. It's like, okay, that's happening. This is the world we live in. How do I create something that's even more powerful than that? That Mm -hmm. despite us not being able to put our heads together, how am I going to develop myself as a as a as, you know, as a as an essence so that I can I can just not destroy but like really lift myself up using that limitation the fact that i don't i don't have access to people and workshops and venues like i have you know, in the past simply means that okay this is a new container this is a new limitation imposed on me i know how to evolve and grow yeah, and not even that big. i have to but i, I get to evolve
1: i, I get to grow I yeah that i think
0: marshall oh, go ahead
1: Go no, you go ahead. I was just if, gonna say you're, we're gonna, we're gonna both talk over each other. and Just trying to figure out which question you want to answer, Marco. So <laughs> go ahead, Amy.
0: We <laughs> speak <laughs> at the same time. We're gonna ask you to bi locate live.
1: that <laughs> <laughs>
2: another straight up here, Joe. What is he's doing here? <laughs> he Damn, <did it.
1: laughs> I mean, he's really good at Reiki. So
2: like, I'm is ready to reveal listening. this There's to the world. Let's do him now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: I was gonna just say that that I feel like is a. A martial arts thing like coming back to marrying the the poles and the yeah What should be like the total Shiva destructive nature with the total Brahma creative nature and meeting it with Vishnu in the middle? It's like yes, if you are in any type of martial arts and you're like, okay, I have this bag of tools uh-huh. and I'm waiting for my opponent to either strike or to take this move or to go for my feet or whatever it is then I will react efficiently because I have this bag of tools right and so it's like you are looking at your whole life from that Perspective and this is why I think martial arts is so key and most of us who've grown up in this I'm just a yogi and I never like want to hit anybody mentality We very much stay away from a lot of the practices without realizing the beauty of that mind frame for the world Where it's like, okay, this comes at me how do I pivot how do I take that energy and and send it back out in a new way like am I going to take it to the ground am I going to like strike first whatever it is and like hearing you describe it that way I'm like oh yeah that's that's exactly where it is most people don't have the capability of stepping into a new perspective where they see it coming and instead of getting like pulled over by it like oh this is the way I can flow and like direct it around me
2: right yeah and, and not a, not a lot of places to practice that are available right now so that that's another huge thing and something that we're working on um at sacred, sacred sons is like yeah it's like where where can men go to build a relationship with violence mm-hmm. because you have a relationship with violence it's kind of like social media it's like it's not a question of whether or not you're going to do social media it's how well you're going to do it because if you don't do not doing it, you're not doing it well. <laughs> so that's, <Right. laughs> that's the answer. So if you're, not, if, you're not, if you're not building a relationship with violence, then you have a bad relationship with violence. I don't like using those words, but if you don't have a relationship with it, it controls you. If, you don't, if you're not discerning, if you're not aware of how the energy moves there, again, it's not ridding yourself of violence. It's, it's acknowledging how the energy is moving. Because when we're so focused on that goal and we're not actually present to what energy is moving, you're never going to get to the goal. <laughs> Not that there's even a place to get to. <laughs> it's, like, it's all right, right here, right?
1: Well, it's like with magic too. Like we, we focus a lot on the fixed signs because at least when you're drawing a pentagram, you've got yeah. the fixed directions that you're using. People don't really talk about using cardinal energy. They don't talk about using mutable energy. And I was using, I was working with a lot of mutable energy since we were in Pisces right now. Right. And It's, I mean, there's a physical, visceral, tangible effect that you can feel when you're working with flowing water as opposed to still water, you know, or it's same thing with fire or earth. So, you know, you know, you look at and we're getting kind of into astrology here, but like talking about what sign you, what sign you are and where you have certain, where you have certain planets. Like if you think just because you're, you know, a Capricorn and you're a, you have a lot of cardinal earth, then you're not really looking at how else those things kind of interact in your daily life like I I didn't have a lot of respect for immutable energy for some reason I don't know why before I started working with it and then suddenly I was kind of like holy shit (laughs) you know and I've got a Sagittarius moon so I see how movement and fire can actually work so you know trying to be like the whole concept of like the 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 peaceful warrior or the the peaceful philosopher like you like we are all of you know, like being able to kind of like stand in that strength and appreciate it and understand it is, yeah, you're going to have some things that you're going to lean a little bit more towards. And those are the things that you don't have to work as hard to, to get good at. And then there's going to be some things that you may not have either in your chart, or you may not have in your demeanor because of the way that your family raised you like right. that you may have to, you know, embrace a little bit more. And you don't have to embrace it. Obviously, like I said, this is you have your life to do whatever you want to with. And you get to choose what it is that you actually want to engage with. But right. like having a more rounded out, experience and having like you know uh something from all of the major food groups when you're eating something like be be like be completely there take a little bit of the spinach and if you hate it you don't have to eat a lot of it but you're going to need at least a little bit of it to make the experience a little more pleasant you know
2: right yeah like acknowledging that you know you're not necessarily going to have all the resources within yourself to do something or accomplish something or even like be at peace with something but it doesn't really matter because if you're resourceful i may have someone else who can do that And now we have again, you know, these crystal devices that we're using these computers to, to bridge the gap. Like this is part of our psychic connection. Mm -hmm. This technology is just going to get better and better and better. And we are again, either going to resist it, like no Bluetooth, no 5G, or I'm going to (laughs) figure out how to keep my body safe rather than spending so much energy. Just like spinning my wheels about like, we got to stop this. We got to stop this. You don't change reality by resisting it. You have to create a new system that creates the old, makes the old one obsolete.
1: Right. Thunder agrees. <laughs> spirit spirit speaking up.
0: Well it's like we were <laughs> yeah. talking the last time when we had Kevin on about uh-huh. like food and yeah. like raking your food because mm-hmm. you could technically um spend your whole life doing what I do where I'm constantly like, Is it organic? Is it non GMO? Is it pasture based? Is it this? Is it that? And like all of the making the food perfect before it comes into my body by like how it comes into my house. Which is yeah possible for me because of the place where I am and like the amount of essentially privilege that I have in order to engage with farmers markets and local things. And, and not everybody has that, but he's like, I took a a slice of pizza and I sat there for 20 minutes thinking hard at it, that it was going to be the most nourishing, beautiful, like healthy thing in the whole wide world. He's like, I didn't talk to anybody. I was just like staring at this piece of pizza and I ate it and my body was like, Oh, and it's that feeling of, we, we could spend forever in that fear box that you were talking about earlier, right? Or we can learn how to change and adapt and grow. Yeah. And I, I like the second choice better.
2: Yeah, totally. Because it's 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 acknowledging what's presently there, but then also simultaneously acknowledging the intention, acknowledging the intention of it. It must have been a cold pizza after 20 minutes. I, must, I mean, you I'm know what? It.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, burning hot. Like, that much <laughs> intensity of, like, energy. Like, yeah, I feel like his eyes were rolling.
1: <laughs> Just the shine of beauty off of his face, I'm sure he did it. I mean, the man is, he's gorgeous.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you have anything coming up? I know you guys have Convergence yes. um, coming up in April. Yes. And... Uh, depending on when this gets released, it might be happening. Do you have yeah. uh, plans to do anything out where you are right now in Hawaii?
2: Yes. So we are we are open to we have a couple different avenues. We have our event. It's called Maui Prime. It's very much uh, you know a, a very high level intimate container for men to do whatever work that needs to be done. You need to get punched in the face. Great place. You need to. You know cry on a carpet and be held great place you want to be lifted up and exalted and celebrated for your accomplishments great place you want brothers and all that great place that's like reiki one so to speak reiki two or not reiki two um, the next level is leadership training which is a combination of like eight weeks online with us and then uh, an, an in-person gathering and this is preparing men to hold space for other men hold councils things like that and then eventually Hold um, what we call the embodied masculine experience, which is like a container of twenty to thirty men, typically on the mainland because it's Hawaii is like everything is kind of smaller and more condensed. Um, the land is not as not going to hold that many people, so big, like bigger container. But ultimately, for men to step into leadership, you know, and and we're not here to standardize men's work. We're more so here to um, alchemize each other and come into the realization that oh brotherhood is the medicine. It's not like someone has a system or any of that with Reiki. It's like the the medicine is presence. It's not some like, you know, magical symbols and stuff like that. The magical symbols are to connect us to the essence and, and the actual, what does that look like embodied in a human being? Same with us. We're like symbols. So behind us is that essence or moving through us is that essence. And that's what a healthy ego is, is it's like, oh, I'm going to Prepare this vessel, but I'm not going to claim that the, pan, the power moving through me, like I am that power and become that authority. The authority is 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 still the power. Um, that's a, that's at least the flavor that I like the best. Um, and then I would say our our primary thing that I would tell every every man to get on is our um, the Sacred Sons Network, nicknamed the Brothership. It's a it's a membership monthly base, thirty three dollars a month. There's classes, there's Zoom classes like this every day, ranging from, you know, physical primal resets with Pasha to laying down and absorbing some Reiki sound healing with me on Tuesdays, you know? So, um, in addition to that, you also get a social network that is devoid of all like the noise and advertisements and stuff. And it's just pure like men coming on. Hey, I just joined. I'm moving through this. Anyone out there have any, you know, support or advice you know i'm, I'm going Is through a transition breakup. it's a mighty networks yeah I love so mighty. mighty yeah mighty networks app you look up sacred sons network and um and we're there get on that there's a 14-day free trial uh, there's no reason why any man can't devote 33 and if you think about it it's, if you take every day if you take a class it's like two dollars a class and these classes are like anywhere from like 50 to 200 dollars worth of, of value per class and there's one, sometimes two every day. So it's, it's a great place to connect. And then, um, and also just, you know, find out more about what this whole brotherhood thing looks like because everyone is bringing their own essence and their own soup to the party. And we're all just like, let's just make this big old soup together and figure it out. So.
0: It's the ultimate stone soup.
2: It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate brother soup. And, <laughs> yes. and the women have been, you know, souping it up for a long time. And it's, it's time for the brothers to, to get together and gather and, and, and again, be with each other, like explore some stuff, bring some modalities, bring from some structure. But we went from like having every hour structured at the beginning of our journey in terms of the, the experiences to now it's like, all right, we have two things on the calendar for the, or we have two things on the schedule for today, which are going to take up two to three hours. And from that structure, so many things are going to emerge. It's like even with this conversation i've had like when you guys are speaking i'm like oh i want to talk on that talk on that talk on that but i only i can really only choose like one yeah. you know one thread to follow so um yeah the brothers are learning how to court the feminine within us and the, the whole concept of emergence and less structure or i guess appropriate structure to allow that that whole concept to or the whole the processes to emerge it's, it's a the,
0: beautiful balance
2: it's a beautiful, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful harmony, too, because sometimes it looks like we need more structure, and then that emerges, and it's like, okay, then we implement that, or maybe it looks like we need less structure. Now, it's not like, you know, 50% um, structure, 50% emergence, that it has to be alive. It has to be in flux. The tides are like that. The inhale and the exhale are like that. Like, Tell me when the inhale ends and the exhale begins. You can't. It's, it's, a, it's a gradient. It's a spectrum, so, and it's a wave, and this is how sound moves. This is how Reiki moves and so it's a spectrum violence peace violence peace and it's not even like violence peace because some I can be in violence and still maintain an essence of peace you know I can be in peace but still be vigilant and ready to to be violent if it's if there's a violent force that needs to be met in order to maintain that peace so spectrum training i miss you marco i know i miss you too (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good to see you man you too
1: brother
0: and you
2: too amy it's been fun to connect with you this has been been great
0: five years
2: yeah it's been a while crazy
0: i was like how did how did time happen
1: oh that's nuts yeah
0: i hear about all of you vicariously because manton he's like oh yeah we did this in the mountains of hakoma
2: yeah right we'll say hi (laughs) to
0: all of the guys yeah
2: i will i will and and soon the 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 emergence of the the co-ed circles is is coming Mm
0: -hmm. so i was talking to adam about that yeah we're we're connecting i'm I should say I'm pestering him on Instagram, and he's very kindly double tapping the messages like, I see you, sister. I see you.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. It's funny that we would come to Maui, such a feminine place, and then now Sacred Sons is starting to open up to what it looks like to. And this is the same situation of like, if we just stay doing men's work, that's kind of similar to the whole love and light community that never touches violence. Mm -hmm. men have to know how to be in relation with women. They can't, you can be a sacred son with sacred sons, but if you can't be a sacred son when women are around or when you're charged up or when you're pissed off,
0: and How it's sacred the same are for, you? Like, you
2: a sacred
1: sucker? Don't be that. <laughs> you a sacred sucker? <laughs> oh, I think
0: that's the the bridge that women are making at the same time right now, right? Because we've had women's circles, we've had new circles, we've had yeah. all of the red tent and all of the all the things that are going. And um, I feel like last year kind of put this like hiccup in it. For most of us who are used to meeting one to three times a month, right? If you do new moon, full moon, and a Sabbath, you're you're seeing these (laughs) gals a lot. And to not have that, we're like, oh, we miss it. But also, something else is there. Yeah.
2: like,
0: oh, it's the union of the two. That's coming hard for for me, especially, where there's a lot of women who are still very much in the space of, I don't feel safe yet. Like, I still need the just the women's side of it versus like me where i'm like no i really i'm doing all that i can internally to unite the masculine and feminine to embody both to be able to like birth children and kill an elk and be in that space yeah. how do i help facilitate the unifying of the the men and the women's circles as well and so i am mean, i'm so excited for what's coming that adam's yeah. got going and that you guys are like supporting and creating and doing all together it's it's gonna be really good
2: oh yeah it's gonna be really good <laughs> okay
0: well if people want to reach you i'm gonna put your links in the show notes but is there a Great. specific place where you feel like you want to direct them
2: um instagram is, it's is just... my favorite yeah so reiki marco on instagram uh also if you want to connect to some of my music i make music and release music under the artist name coco bones one word c-o-c-o-b-o-n-e-s
0: okay. thank you beautiful thank you so much for being on the show with us
2: oh yeah this was so fun y'all want to if y'all <laughs> want to do another one we could go into like talk about human design and uh, and like astrology and, and tarot like we can get we can get even more mystical about it maybe jeremy bring through some of the, the more like occultism and, and magic stuff we can, get, we can we can geek out so hard on this kinds of stuff
1: let's do let's it, do it. Let's i love it the flow it.
2: Is, is definitely here yeah we could we could easily go for like an hour and a half two hour podcasts so <laughs> you guys I'm down. so good thank you so much for the opportunity to to come on here and uh and just connect with you guys like i'm excited for this to reach you know other people and um my selfish excitement was like, oh, I get to connect with Jeremy and Amy. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so we thank were, you.
0: Yeah, I was so happy. So happy
2: to have you. Oh, so good, guys. Well, aloha. aloha. See you soon. Yeah.